Welcome to Real Estate Talk, where we share everything about real estate and home life. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's show, and be sure to rate and subscribe to hear the latest episode. Well, good afternoon, everybody. We're back to Real Estate Talk with Zelda, and today I have a very special guest with me. I have um, Amanda Kincaid in the house, and she is a broker with Kincaid Commercial Real Estate. So we have something new today. We're going to talk about commercial real estate. So I'm really excited about that because we're always talking about residential real estate. Mm -hmm. So uh, Amanda, she has her own commercial real estate company called Kincaid Commercial Real Estate. She's had it for about two years now, and she is in the Jacksonville, Florida area. I will say she's married, she has three daughters, and she's done, when she was working with others, she had over $45 million total transactions. So I'm sure it's way past that now. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit, how did, I think it's rather probably, I remember growing up, commercial real estate was the man's world. So what was that like getting involved in commercial real estate as a woman, or was there anything? So, you know, when I started, I, I originally worked for a real estate developer in residential. And so when I transitioned back in 2007 into commercial real estate, it was, it was completely different. And it, like you said, it was pretty much a man's world. And I worked for a small boutique firm uh, with, with Duke Addison. And I basically learned uh, right hand from him and watched. And at that time, we had about uh, 10 agents. And I was one of two women in the office, so it was really like a man's world. And and uh, Mike Lucas was my sales agent at the time, or I'm sorry, sales manager. And um, he really guided me and showed me what to do because it's almost like speaking a new language when you get into oh, commercial yeah. real estate. Totally. Did you ever try residential real estate? So when I worked for the developer, it was I was basically a site agent. So I was a site uh. agent for the Devlin Group, and I sat on site just selling his product. So that's as much residential experience as I got. So it was really a, a huge transition. So you I, were you doing that first, and then you transitioned? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what was that like? Uh, with the developer to switch switch over oh because well, they're yeah. so different oh it took probably two years of really understanding and just acquiring as much knowledge as possible but because, you liked it but I loved it yes I loved it because I found it to be very very challenging and I found that every deal was so different it wasn't the same every every deal was different whether it was a sales transaction or a leasing transaction or a development deal. I mean, it was just very different, and I loved how it was so different, you know, and you're learning with each deal. It's so. true. I remembered, um, I've always done residential. Mm -hmm. However, there was a time where a friend of mine had an office building out of the beaches and asked me to list it. Uh -huh. And she said, either sell it or rent it, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I knew it was a challenge, and I told her this was, I've not done this, but I'm up for it. I was miserable. <laughs> I was miserable. I couldn't, I just, it was not my wheelhouse at all. And it was just such a different, uh, it, it's a different game. It is. And I said, this is not for me. So finally, uh, it was a mutual parting of the ways. <laughs> that is so if you have a house to sell, I can help you there. Yes. But now whenever I get anybody who calls me for commercial, I always refer them because 
that they are just so different. It, it is, and it really takes a lot of patience. I find that each one of our deals can take, you know, I, very long, anywhere from six months to two years. So you really have to have patience and persistence and make sure that all the parties are um, still excited about the opportunity and moving forward. So it's, it's, it's very It different. is a process. Mm -hmm. I mean, ours are in two months, you've got your new house. Right. Now you, this is two months and we just met for the first time. Right, so. right. Yeah, that's, that's different. So, um, you do both leasing and sales, is that right? Yes. Do you have a preference for one over the other? Is one easier, harder? I enjoy both. I will tell you with leasing, it can be just as lucrative and fun as a sales deal, as a sales transaction. However, I really think it's important whether you represent the landlord or the tenant, um, they each need some sort of representation because if you're a brand new business owner for instance and you're going into an office you're going to get a lease agreement in terms that you don't really even true, know true. so it really takes someone at least speaking with someone that's experienced whether it's a real estate attorney or a commercial broker that's involved in it every day because depending on the lease um you know in the type of property you're going in you could have a full ser service lease kind of like in the building we're in right now or um, a modified gross lease, or um, then you see triple net leases. And so when you talk to a, a business owner for the first time that's looking to lease, they really need some guidance and, okay, what's included in my rent? What's not included? What should I expect? Because if they're not, you know, told up front, then they can really, when, when they're in their lease term, they can be lost. So they really need some guidance. That That's so true. That's so true. And just the terms alone, I mean, you have mm -hmm. to explain it all. It's like you mentioned triple net and uh, the, there's the CAM. And, right. And, and I yes. remember when I first got involved in real estate and I heard the word CAM with a when it came to uh, relating to an office space, well, I was totally thrown off because CAM to me meant Community Association Manager, which was the first <laughs> license that I got, you know. Yes. I manage HOAs, mm -hmm. and that was like, no, that's not what we're talking about here. Right. So yes. there's all kinds of things. So you definitely want to have somebody who works um, on your behalf. And, and it's so different, like you said, for the tenant and for the landlord. So it depends on who you're representing. Now, you also do sales, right? I do sales, yes. Okay, so what are rents and sales, are they up or down? How is it, how's it looking right now? So with, uh, with Jacksonville in general, I mean, we're still growing, it, 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 which is wonderful in, in our market. I mean, we're, I think, one of the top in Florida, or if not the top, that's, that's growing every year. I in think, office space? Uh, well, in, in, in general, as okay. a demographic. Okay. So, it, okay. you know, as, as Jacksonville, as a market total. But um, in office leases, I'm seeing prices, uh, you know, they're staying pretty steady. The vacancies are going down, which is good, especially downtown with all of the changes that are happening. You know, you have more people excited about possibly um, expanding to a downtown location, or I'm talking to a lot of uh, out-of-town businesses that are looking to relocate to Jacksonville and they're considering downtown, even though historically we've had uh, challenges with parking and, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. So now we're seeing some changes downtown especially with you know the city and the landing and everything that's happening so there you know there's some excitement are there, there are there any you know i remember when they first became popular now they're everywhere but mm -hmm. um is there a more or is there a decline in the office spaces that you purchase 
No, no. I think with uh, interest rates being really competitive, especially in the commercial side, mm -hmm. you're seeing these business owners that are sick of the rent, paying rent, mm -hmm. especially the annual increases because standard in Jacksonville, you know, an escalation for your lease every year is anywhere from three to five percent per year because those landlords want to see it escalate. Um, and they just get sick, you know, and then when renewal time comes, if your landlord is being a little bit more aggressive with you, you see those, those business owners that have been in business for two years or longer that are like, you know what, I can go ahead and, and, buy, and buy an office condo, which are still uh, really affordable. Mm -hmm. You can see them, you know, in Mandarin or um, in the South Side area. I think, you know, they're close to... Um, you know, they're less than $200 a square foot. So if somebody so. is thinking, maybe I'll start, buy, I'll buy mm -hmm. a, a building instead of renting anymore, what are some things that they should prepare themselves for? So if like it's... Down payments and all yeah, that. Yeah, what, what sure. Because those loans are different than... They are definitely different. So tell us what we need to know about that. So you need to be prepared if, if you're looking to, to buy... Um, you need to be prepared you need to be in business for two years or longer and okay. make sure that your your business financials are showing a gain and not a loss um in that you know you have some cash flow and reserves you're you're ready to go as far as that and um depending on the type of property you know if it's a, just a standard off commercial office they like to see at least 20 percent down to go conventional you could do sba loans um, there's a lot of providers here with uh, you know the bigger banks or the smaller community banks that provide SBA, so there's some options there as well that are still really affordable with low interest rates. Um, but you know that's kind of on the financing side what they should prepare for, and you know depending on if it's an investor that likes to buy cash because I still deal with a lot of investors, especially out of town coming in. It's they, they're looking at Jacksonville as. Um, as uh, affordable and compared to other markets and they like the cash flow they see that there's a potential for a cash flow in a return on in the long in are the these long investors so, local or I mean or not local are they from the United States or are they from all over the world they're all over the world but most I mean mostly um, mostly the ones that I've dealt with are not in our market but they are from the US but I've also spoken to some that are from outside of the U.S. as because well. Because even though the interest rates mm -hmm. are are super low, mm -hmm. and, and it, it is, it, that's that's why they're here. Right. They, they're still getting more return, even at, what is it, 1.9% or something like that. The, the feds just did. I don't remember. I, I just studied it just the other day. And they just get more bang for their buck here. They do. And I'm seeing the average cap rate in our market is like over 8%, which is really good. That's over 8% return that I'm seeing these investors yeah, buy. Where else are you going to get that? Right. <laughs> so it's it's really exciting. I love working with real estate investors, too, and representing on the landlord side because you also have to educate them. They're the property that they buy and the type of um, user that's allowed per the zoning, you know, who can go into my building. Is that usually a problem? With, when somebody wants something, they got a zoning problem? Yes, it depends on the county. You know, if it's a if it's a PUD zoning, you'll really have to look and see what's permissible within the PUD. But if it's typical commercial, I mean, I know business owners that have bought a property and they did not do their, their due diligence oh, no. and they've opened business and the city comes out and finds them and says you have to close down because you're not zoned properly. So that's another reason why to talk to an expert. because Absolutely. And people don't realize it. So let's talk about the benefits of using a commercial broker mm -hmm. to represent you. Either okay. it's a lease or purchase. Why do we want a, 
a broker to represent us. So if it's a lease or a purchase, it's always helpful to have a free market analysis. You know, they sit down and say, okay, what side of town do you want to be in? What type of business are you in? Uh, what's your true demographic? Because, you know, if you're a medical user, is it best to be close to a hospital, you know, or is it to go into a brand new growing area like St. John's County where you want to capture a certain, maybe you're a pediatrician, you want, you know. Have a lot of so, families. Right. So you need to really understand your demographic, where you're going, um, and you also need to understand, um, you know, uh, the zoning. Okay, I like this property over here. Am I zoned correctly? Um, and what what's the process going to be like? How is a lease? You know, and so I'm. So do you, as the um, the agent for this person, mm -hmm. check into all those zonings and yes. permitting? Right. It, it's always if it's a really particular use, um, like for instance, the cannabis, the new use coming, you know, around. They you, you might need to really consult and maybe talk to someone in the the zoning department just to be sure. I like to do that um, just to verify for my owner and for me that we're making the right decision. We're not putting all this time into a deal that's not going to go nowhere. Right, right. So, because um, I've, I've been that road, down that road before. Yeah, we so. learn one time yes. and we're done. Yes, yeah. right, right, yeah. So you want to just be sure. You just want to be sure on both the landlord and the tenant. You want to make sure. So. Um, so what else do you see? That's what do you see happening with? I see a lot of shopping centers. Mm -hmm. The old school. It's so funny to say old school, yeah. but I was at one today, a mall, you know, uh -huh. an old-fashioned mall, and you see a lot of empty stores. What do you see happening with these uh, shopping centers? So, <clears throat> for instance, the town center. You know, we saw the Best Buy relocate and close, and then the toy store close. Um, what what that landlord and his team are doing is really trying to target something different. So you're seeing now um, organic grocers going in, and um, I think Town Center is now targeting the Lego store. You know, they're they're getting a little bit more creative as far as their. You're talking about the outdoor malls. Yes. What about these malls. indoor malls? Oh, the indoor malls. Well, like Regency Square Mall, for example. You know. They're, all of them, right? They're yeah. all. They're trying to, um, you know, target big church, big church. So they're trying to repurpose them. Absolutely, or redevelopment um, is another opportunity. So maybe what we're seeing a trend now is neighborhood um, centers. So maybe there's mixed use where you have retail, uh, and then maybe you have uh, residential as well. So you have a little bit of both, a, a both component. Uh, or you're seeing That's a little bit of redevelopment. Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm seeing a lot of that. Um, you know, because it, it can kind of cater to um, the area a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Instead of seeing these big box re uh, malls, you're, I'm seeing more of that, you know, more of neighborhood centers. It, it's hard to be in retail these days. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. hard to survive when it's so much easier to just to go, just online. go online. And I remember Amazon. the day when you would go online, you, <laughs> this is, me when we go how are you gonna make any money on this computer oh I know <laughs> now yeah. it's like you can buy and I remember back there was some, some guy was talking on the radio or on TV or something about he was going to try to survive for one year or maybe it was even just six months not leaving his house just to see what he could do online this was before you know Grubhub and DoorDash and all these other places were out there so really but wow. now look at this it's like you don't ever have to leave your house I know and you can't live without your computer now no you know? <laughs> no it's like we talk about our phones and our phone isn't a phone it's a computer it really is so mm -hmm. what other trends do you see happening in um, office spaces and 
businesses? Um, so I see a lot of, um, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, neighborhood centers where you're seeing in some of these developments like Oakleaf Village and um, Nakatee, more of the grocers coming in and more of the smaller scale retail like you were talking about, yes. where it's making it more convenient for the, the neighbors to just go grab a pizza. They can, they can walk. They don't want to go all the way down to the major retail center to go do something. I'm, you're going to see more of these little neighborhood strip centers popping up which um, is going to benefit you know the neighbors and maybe for real estate investors that are just trying to get into the market or maybe they don't want something so risky they start on a smaller scale with a with a you know strip center the problem is that the land is so expensive for these it's like we keep saying we'd love to have a chick-fil-a out here chick-fil-a is not going to pay for that land Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah or in fact we have um Here's, here's a lead for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> We've got um, in Nocatee, mm-hmm. there's the Dell Webb community. Right. And the Dell Webb community, they're building a new Dell Webb because they've sold out of the original one. Mm-hmm. And in the original one, it is getting ready to be turned over to the, um, the residents uh-huh. because the developer's all, all done. done. Mm-hmm. So they have this office at the very beginning before you have to go through the guard gates. And it was their sales office. It's very large and very nice. And I kept thinking, what are they going to do with this? What are they going to do? They got to redo. They got to do something. They're not going to bulldoze it. There's no golf, anything. They're like a driving range. There's. It would certainly be nice if we could get someone to lease it as a restaurant. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's a lead or not, but <laughs> that's a personal want. <laughs> well, I know restaurants are so tricky because I have people that. You know, I have a center right now going on in Clay County, and <clears throat> everybody wants a restaurant because it's one really? of these neighborhood centers. But you have to be careful with parking because parking is a huge is- issue, depending on the type of restaurant. It's if, if it's not a quick serve and you're sitting down for a meal, I mean, there's parking. And being so close to the neighbors, sometimes there could be some some pushback with neighbors, depending on how much traffic will come in. You know, if you put a Metro Diner right there or... Um, you know, Maple Street. There could be because, you know, they could with all the parking. So there's things and the, to the consider traffic. when yes, you're there, is. and that's not just for yes. what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. This one building, but right. for any building, you for have any. to think about yes. those things. I mean, there's all kinds of legal zoning for mm-hmm. you have to have so many handicapped places that's to park in for each, I guess, square foot that you right. have, or and so sure. many parking spaces per the use. You know, there has to be a, a certain amount, yeah. so it can get kind of tricky, but. You know, that's why it takes uh, like a, you know, commercial broker on the landlord's behalf to tell them to kind of weed out the inquiries and say, well, you know, this, that wouldn't be a good fit because of the tenant mix or because of the parking limitations. Medical, too, is another one with big parking uh, requirements. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and also there's all the the requirements for handicapped Mm -hmm. and and there's all those new laws. So, Mm -hmm. well, they're not new anymore. Right. For older buildings, they're they're new, right? Absolutely, <laughs> and costly. Yes, and very costly. So, tell me a little bit about build out, how that works. So, um, in a retail scenario, typically the landlord um, will give some sort of allowance depending on the type of use that's going in. So, if it's a medical use uh, that's popular, um, maybe an orthodontist going into a strip strip center, and it's a credible tenant then the landlord will give an allowance. I'm seeing anywhere from 15 to 20 to $30, especially for a really credible medical use to go in. Um, on the office side, on the flip side, if um, you know, you're know you really seeing landlords will 
do an all-in build-out. I have a building downtown where the landlord, if it's a credible, you know, maybe it's a law office going into a, a building um, and they are credit worthy, they will do a turnkey build out. They will down to the carpet, the paint, just like to get this tenant in. There yes. you go. And it all depends on the lease term too, you know, and the, t- the amount of rent. So if the rent goes down, you know, the lease term's then short, you're not gonna get, you're, you're not, not gonna, gonna get, get a lot. Those, you're yeah. not gonna get the goodies. Right, right. What is a typical mm-hmm. lease run for? By run for, I mean the, the length of time. Yeah, three to five years is, okay. is typical in Jacksonville. So anything, Less than three years, you won't get landlords. They're not, they're going to look at you and say, "Oh, I mean, there's really no commitment." After I replace the carpet for you and repaint, what is what am I going to have? So really, three is three years are is minimum. Now, are they usually with the options to renew, or is that not? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can do, and sometimes you can get they call it free rent, but really it's deferred rent up front. Yes. It's like we're so, going to get you on the back end. Yes. yes. We're still going to get you on the back end, but you have some time up front to move. Uh, they'll even even no. do free rent or some. Uh, deferred rent during the lease term too depending on the deal so and you want to make sure that I know I remember many years ago when we were renting some space there were some terms in there that we overlooked that were really bad that we overlooked Mm -hmm. Um, and it had to do with that renewal so and it's sometimes it says automatically renewed uh-huh. And other t- if you don't give us notice, and other times it's you must give us notice or you're mm-hmm. not automatically renewed, right. and you could find yourself on the street. Right. Yeah, and you have to really look at your holdover clause because if you don't give the proper notice, they can hold you to whatever the percentage of the holdover clause. It could be, you know, double your rent depending on the landlord. So yeah. it's really, really important to look at your lease terms yes. and the HVAC maintenance and who's going to pay for that. responsible for the Yes, because, yes. you know. Things go wrong. Right, and you can always cap a lot of tenants don't know but even in a retail scenario where the tenant is supposed to pay for the HVAC which is typical you can always cap it and say well I'm only gonna pay such and such a quarter you know you pay for the rest this is your building Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so there's it's you know you can negotiate either way that's true Mm -hmm. that's true so just don't ever forget that you can negotiate yes yes (laughs) I talk about that all the time you can negotiate right (laughs) up to the end so this has been really awesome. Is there anything that we have not covered that is super important that we need to cover here? Mm. It's like, I think we've covered pretty much all the hot topics with commercial real estate. Yeah. And so. so if our audience needs to reach you, yes. how do they get in touch with you, yes. Amanda? Uh, so uh, my website is KincaidCommercial.com, and that's spelled differently. It's K-I-N-K-A-D, like the painter Thomas, Thomas Kincaid, but there's no relation. So it's Kincaid Commercial, um, or they can reach they can reach me directly, uh, 904-635-6376, or Amanda at KincaidCommercial.com. That is awesome. Thank you so much for taking yes. some time to speak with us today on Real Estate Talk, and that's our show for today. So until next time, this is Zelda. Don't forget to subscribe. That's our show for today. Don't forget to visit my website, zeldagreenberg.com, and subscribe to this podcast.